0: Hi, my name is Tsitsi and you are listening to Enterprising Families Podcast. Welcome to the world of enterprising families where we discuss the issues of governance, next gen and looking at how families of wealth and family businesses growing into families of wealth can preserve their wealth, become better as they go forward into a new generation. everybody and welcome to this episode of enterprising families and on this episode of enterprising families i am going to be speaking to coco archibald and we're going to be speaking about the importance of building money even in wealth i'm very excited to be unpacking this with coco because he's a fellow brother from africa and he understands the importance of wealth and also the importance of building money even when you're in wealth so welcome coco
1: I appreciate it. Titi. Thank you for the invitation.
0: So before we jump into our discussion for the day, I would like you to just give a brief background introduction of who you are to my audience so they get to feel of who Coco is and what Coco does.
1: Sure, sure. Happy to. Happy to. And I think for me, any introduction always starts with the personal. And so I'd, I'd love to just start there. I'm a, I'm a proud husband of almost 14 years now, to my wife, Karina, uh, who's a nurse here in Pasadena, California, where we live. Uh, we have two beautiful, amazing kids. Our son, Asaya, who's seven years old, and our daughter, Adira, who is 17 months old. So it, we, we reset the clock and we're right back in the in the thick of things with baby baby stuff. But she, she's amazing and she keeps us, keeps us going, keeps us on our toes, and, and we're enjoying all the time and the minutes Um, I am Nigerian-American, both of my parents immigrated here for university and ended up staying, and I was born here along with my two younger brothers um, and grew up out here in California, as I said. I'm a former professional basketball player, I actually played 10 years of professional basketball after university. had some stints in the nba but played mostly overseas in france germany and poland and got to see the world through basketball i also got to represent my home country of nigeria Um, in the 2012 london olympics i'm also an olympian which i'm very proud to to be a part of uh, uh, that group of of elite athletes and folks that got to have that experience and it was amazing way to finish that chapter of my life And now for the past seven years, I am a private wealth advisor here at Capital Group uh, where I've worked. And it's based here in Los Angeles. I work in the private client services division. And my job as a private wealth advisor is primarily to serve individuals, families, charities, and endowments in the stewardship of the assets that they're able to build and grow over time. And so it's first protecting them, and then helping them effectively grow those assets over time to produce what they need for their lifetime and then for the lives of the generations to come. I love what I get to do um, because it's all about people and it's all about taking care of folks. And, and that's who I am at my core. Um, uh, you know, one of service and being of service is, is something that is central for me. And so being able to wake up every day. And do that for my clients and those that i come in contact with is 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 been a true blessing to to fall into this industry and to this profession
0: i love your introduction i love how you get to the the core of things the important things you started right there with the with your family which is um very important to you and i could hear it in your voice that this this is your whole world there and I think for many families, um, that's where we start. That's, that's where we start when we make our plans into the future, when we make our plans to build businesses or, uh, set up financial structures that protect our wealth. It's, we, we're, we're thinking of family in mind. We're thinking of a future where we may not be there or we may be there, but then there's financial security because I think we all know that money makes the world go round. Well, at least it pays for everything we need. And yes. so it's important for us to, when we make that money, no matter what stage of accumulating money you are, just at the beginning, in the middle, or towards the end of it, you are consistently thinking around, how can I either make this money, make more money for me, or safeguard this money so that it, it multiplies somewhere without losing its value. And yes. with the work that you do um, and you've obviously, you've built up wealth in, in, in different stages of your life. When have you found mm-hmm. is the most important to start being aware of what money can do for you?
1: As early as possible. I mean, it's, it, you know, it's rare for me to just answer something right off the cuff, but this this is a no brainer for me i mm-hmm. I am a big believer in financial literacy,
0: mm-hmm.
1: especially in our communities, communities of color with you know the African community, African American community here but in general, mm-hmm. I, what I've seen over time is that like it actually is something that cuts across all you know all people. Every ethnicity, race, social group, socioeconomic status, everything. Everybody needs a better foundation in financial literacy. And I'm I'm a big proponent of the earlier you can learn something, the earlier you can teach these things, the earlier we can plant the seeds around the importance of money as a tool and a resource and how it works Mm -hmm. and understanding it. Um, to effectively maximize it, as you were describing, Mm. the better, the better everybody will be, the better off everybody will be. Because what I feel like I learned in life that I think is a big impetus for why I'm doing what I'm doing now is that like when I was done playing and I was done earning earning money through the sport that I loved in basketball, Mm -hmm. I was faced with the hard reality of like I never really learned how to take care of my money I never really learned how to effectively make my money grow and live on it and and, and didn't understand how what it would look like to live on the money that I've earned over, over time because nobody taught me nobody showed me and not not because not out of malice uh-huh. but you can't teach what you don't know and my parents are two of the smartest people. That I know in the world, mm-hmm. but money and uh, the understanding of money wasn't their forte. Mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm.
1: You know, it, I think like a lot of us, especially in the African community, I think they are very highly skilled, highly trained, highly educated. Um, you know, people, um, but they're also very much in an employee mindset. My mom worked for yeah. Xerox for thirty plus years,
0: mm-hmm. and
1: it was only till I learned I, till I started working here at Capital Group and. And understood how I could extricate her from that, that I could convince her that now she can retire. I can show her how to invest the money that she's saved up over time in her retirement to actually pay for her life Mm -hmm. um, going forward. And it was only that. I mean, I think to this day she would still be driving herself, you know, crazy, driving 40, 50 minutes, uh, you know, both ways to get into work. And it's like, does this make sense, mom? Not, you know. Mm. And so it's it's that it's that right. And so for me, I feel like um, the earlier we can plant these seeds, the better. Mm. It's um, critical.
0: Just listening to you um, made me think on the fact that financial literacy is is not a strong point for a lot of people, um, especially in um, the ethnic communities. But then it's across the board, to be honest. Financial mm-hmm. literacy only comes with money and sometimes it doesn't come with money. You we we've heard the the Hollywood famous term, deal with my people. And we then take that literally and when we make money, we gather people around us that we believe know more than we do to handle our money. And we don't really mm-hmm. invest in financial literacy. How important do you think it is for people to start investing in financial, financial literacy for their personal understanding of when I have my people around me, I also know what they know?
1: Yes, yes. You, I mean, you said it.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You said it. It is critical, mm-hmm. paramount.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I don't think that, you know, the idea of having a team I love it. I think it's important. I think there's a function, there's a there's a need for that
0: mm-hmm. to
1: gather people that have subject matter expertise that you might not, mm-hmm. a depth of subject matter expertise in different areas that you need but you might not have. Mm-hmm. The yes and to that is they all work for you. I work for my clients and I I impress that upon them from day 1 that this is a partnership. Mm-hmm. My job, my Goal is for me is to educate you on what I know and what you need to know about your own finances, so that we're making decisions together. Mm -hmm. This is not a handoff situation. Like here, Coco, just please take care. You know, no, 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 no. I I refuse. I refuse to do that. Mm -hmm. No, no one should know more about your money, your wealth, your finances, your situation than you do. Period. Mm -hmm. Even that they are your team and they handle. They handle their respective areas. They might know they right. So I'm um I, I watch the market every day because this is what I do, right? So I might know a little bit more about what's happening on a day-to-day in the markets, mm-hmm. but on the overall, you should know what we're doing and why with your money.
0: Mm-hmm. And then that also brings about the conversation around money. Um, I had uh, a very interesting conversation with uh, my mom the other day where I, I said to her, I was like, I make money so that money can look after me. Um, mm-hmm. And it shouldn't be the other way around where I'm looking after money, because if I'm looking after money and I'm not utilizing it to look after me, then I might be saving it and keeping it somewhere where it's not gaining interesting and it's not working for me. So I have to put that money to work. So she turned around and she looked at me and she said, you just want to squander the money? And i was like, Mm -mm. "Mm -mm. I mean, instead of putting it under the mattress, I want to put it somewhere where it gets to work, where it brings back its friends. It makes more money, interest, and it can look after me as opposed to just keeping it under the mattress and it's not working for me. It can lose value there. And in that moment, the her utilization of the word "squander" to me, it made me cringe. But then it also made me realize that in my minor, minorities and in 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 our communities, we have this linguistic attitude towards money, where some of the words we associate with money are not enriching words. They're words mm. where we we either fear too much money. Or we fear losing it when we do get the money. How do we mm-hmm. move past that? How do we educate our next gens to understand that money is, is not like an, a burden to us. It's not something that um, we will never get. But it's something that when we get it, we need to be able to use it responsibly and use it in a way where it can multiply and come back to us.
1: That's it. That's it. That's a word. Right. And, I, you know, it's 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 interesting and sad at the same time to hear the commonalities in in so many of our stories, you know, mm-hmm. and I would say I would add to add to what you said. I don't know if it's just an education for our next gen. I think the, some of the work that you and Nikia are doing is an education for our generation above us, too, because mm-hmm. I think we need to right. it needs to be a full circle venture for this to be successful
0: yeah. longer
1: term right um mm-hmm. to me the next gen I feel like we're in a wave where they're all about investing they want to be a part of investing I see it I see it very acutely in the uh sports and entertainment space where every second player you talk to has multiple venture capital things that they're doing and trying to like you know, because it's what they see now, they have examples of that. They see the Warriors,
0: mm-hmm. Golden
1: State Warriors are investing in all this kind of stuff. They want to be a part of it. They mm-hmm. see LeBron is investing in all these types of business they want to be, you know. So I think that generation gets it to, you know, it's more about molding their mm-hmm. uh, approach in my mind. And then I think in conjunction with that, it's how do we get uh, our parents, you know, and our parents' generation to also uh, feel more comfortable around this topic of money too. And I, that is thats is a, is a, is a conundrum that <laughs> if you solve it, if you all solve it, please do contact me. If I <laughs> figure it out, I will let you know because man, I mean, just to get my parents to like sit down and do a will, do a trust, the do house. the things, just basic blocking and tackling that like, I mean, you know, other families that I guess have come from means or whatever the case may be, will will be putting in place. Was mm-hmm. tough, you know, because, and I understand, you know, we don't mm-hmm. like to talk about our mortality. We don't like to talk about the things that we're doing with money. um it, And then you overlay that with coming from a culture where you don't actually tell your elders what to do, right? So it's like, yep. How are you? <laughs> How are you the <laughs> child telling me? Okay, so I don't have to explain. But I mean, this wasn't even, yeah. that's, that's a, there's a complete tangent. You were, I yep. think, uh-huh. your question. Uh Uh-huh. There's a power in the narrative. Yeah. I have to change the narratives around money. Mm -hmm. And part of what I saw, what I really really focused on when I started into this industry was, you know what? I tried to examine all the conversations that I had around money, whether that was in my own home or things that were supposed to be taught to me, right? So having played professionally, I sat in many rooms where they tried to talk to us about, hey, you guys should be investing in Mm
0: -hmm.
1: blah, 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 your 401k. All of them missed me. And I pride myself in being someone who is more than just a player, you know, educated. But like still, what was so I'm thinking about what was the disconnect? And the disconnect to me was a couple things was one, some of the times, a lot of the times the people that were meant to be educating on this stuff didn't they didn't connect. Mm -hmm. They didn't look like me. They didn't come from similar background. They didn't seem like they knew or understand my situation. So I was like, okay, is this for me or is this for someone else? Mm-hmm. Um, but the other piece is, I think there's, uh, a lot of the investment or a lot of the money conversations that I've found in my past were tinged with fear
0: mm-hmm.
1: Oh, don't mess that up. You don't want to lose money. You don't want to end up like Iverson. You don't want to end up like, you know, like, so yeah. it, it, this narrative, this narrative is out there of like a fear-based idea around money as a resource and a tool. And to me, I said, I, I want to go the uh, complete opposite way. Mm-hmm. So whenever I have the chance to talk to whomever, whatever group it is, about their finances, about financial literacy, about this opportunity mm-hmm. that they have in front of them to make any amount of money work for them, I look at it as an opportunity to call people to more, call mm-hmm. us to more, empower mm-hmm. us, educate, empower, and then help people execute on it. And and you know to get. To me, it's like if I talk to a group of young students, I'm like, I want to plant the seed that they should all expect to be billionaires, millionaires by the time they're done. Because mm-hmm, mm-hmm, it's mm-hmm. simple. If they yes. started investing their dollars right away, they can let the power of compounding and time grow it for them. Absolutely. It's not right. So this is it, but like that concept so foreign people are like, oh, I'm like, you know, millionaire, what is this guy talking about? I don't play basketball, I don't sing, I don't do You don't have to Mm -hmm. get out of that mindset, get Mm -hmm. away from it's not just sports and entertainment that can make you um, wealthy over time. It's your own. It's it's your own ability to control what's coming in versus what's going out. Absolutely. And put put that money to put those resources to work in a way that they grow over time. Right. And this is this is something that's available to all of us. It's actually it's free. Mm -hmm. It's here it's the it's it's like the best kept secret that's right in our face but we don't
0: we don't so often we
1: we miss it yes yes
0: right before i wrap up for today i would like to know from you the top three tips that you would give to people right now after listening to this that you'd encourage them to do to get their finances right to get their investment right to get their mindset right when it comes to making money, even when they have wealth.
1: Mm. Mm. Mm-hmm. There's, there's so many things that I, I would say to that. But I think on a high level,
0: mm-hmm.
1: the things that I typically, that the, the game that I typically try to leave with people
0: mm-hmm.
1: is threefold. The first is recognize the game. And that gets to your point about
0: mindset.
1: Mm -hmm. This game, this cosmic game that we're all inside of, about why we're working so hard, isn't just to earn more dollars. It's to create this elusive idea of financial freedom for ourselves, Mm -hmm. right? To save and invest enough money so that the money's working for you, to your point. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: And you're choosing what you want to do Mm-hmm. With your time.
0: Yeah.
1: But it takes yeah. it takes work. It takes effort. It takes intention to get there. Right. So first recognize the game. Yeah. The second part is is I would say the real like uh tangible work where mm-hmm. it's like you've gotta you gotta build a money game plan.
0: Yeah. And
1: that's really rolling up your sleeves, getting it, you know, either on paper, spreadsheet, mm-hmm. app whatever it is, Mm -hmm. you gotta, we we get control of your money. Yeah. What's coming in, what's going out. You Mm -hmm. need to know that inside and out. It's the only way to start actually figuring out where the gaps are and where you can start to actually cut things, save Mm -hmm. more. That's the place where I point people to. If you wanna be aggressive, be aggressive about how much you keep,
0: Mm
1: -hmm. right? Yeah. so much of wealth building it, you know i heard this term from a very very good friend of mine when i first started in this industry and it's always stuck with me he's like coco you know pe- what people don't understand about getting wealthy is that it's not how much you make it's how much you keep I, uh-huh. I always felt like that was something that was that stuck with me and that i always try to convey to others as mm-hmm. a point uh, like a uh a course st- like central point that they should always come back to mm-hmm. cuz what that says to me also is like it's not, you know, building wealth is not a function of you being excessively paid, right? Either at, at every level, to your point earlier, we have the ability to try to keep more, keep some of what we earn, mm-hmm. put it to the future, um, even with the little, you know, but like, it's like building a muscle. So if you're able to do it when you, when you earn less, you could start, you can. Scale that up as you start to earn more over your career. But if you've never done it, if you never disciplined yourself to keep some of your money you make, it becomes very difficult once you start making a lot of money down the line. And so I'd say, you know, the second point is just building a money game plan.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and, and my third point is starting now. Start now to listen to podcasts like this, educate yourself. There's so much free game, free information, books. Um, you know, webinars, YouTubes, there's, you know, no shortage of information around financial literacy and how to build wealth. Mm -hmm. Start to just consume, consume some of it, make your own opinions, get to a place where you feel educated and empowered, and then find the help that you need to really start putting some money to work. Um, Because what I try to, again, try to convey to people is that this, investing and wealth building, uh, you know, situation that we're in, Mm -hmm. the goal is to make it as simple as possible and Mm -hmm. to leverage time. Yeah. So it's less about what you invest in and more that you are able to start the clock on your investments so that they have enough time to go Mm -hmm. through all the ups and downs. Yes, exactly. And grow for you so that when you look back on your life you'll just be like amazed at what the little can what the little you put away could turn into and how it can support you longer term
0: absolutely so yeah
1: recognize the game build a money game plan uh, start now i would say oh, those are the three things i would say
0: thank you so much for that it it's gives me a lot to to take home and think about and also try to implement because it's really important for for me to get my mindset right. Because as you were saying, as the current generation, we are the bridge between the next gen and the previous generation. And if we get it right, we'll be able to create that bridge that joins one set of wealth values to another set of wealth values and cement them all together.
1: Amen to that.
0: Yes. Well, if people want to get hold of you and want to learn more about the work that you're doing, how do they do that?
1: Yeah, yeah no, I appreciate that. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm pretty active on LinkedIn. It's a great place where we can connect. It's just my name. So at Coco Archibong at K-O-K-O-A-R-C-H-I-B-O-N-G. Um, you can also email me directly, coco.archibong at capgroup.com. Love to hear from anybody. And definitely I'm always down to have a conversation and and see how I can be helpful, if I can be helpful in any way.
0: Awesome. Thank you so much, Coco.
1: No, thank you. Thank you for the time. Thank you for your grace and your patience with me in getting this together. It was it was great to to be here with you.
0: Absolutely.